Marie Shelley is well known for inventing the science fiction genre with Frankenstein in 1818, but she also wrote the first apocalyptic fiction book in 1824. Titled The Last Man, it depicts a Europe ravaged by a mysterious pandemic illness that rapidly sweeps across the entire globe, ultimately resulting in the near extinction of humanity. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I am Rasmus today, mostly. And I'm Red. And I had the worst day of my life. <laughs> no, not, not my life, but yeah. I mean, you got married. Wow, <laughs> that, that early in the episode. I, 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 I don't even know how to get back on that one. <laughs> that early in the episode. That, 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 that might be, that, that might be the thing that's saving me right now. No, all good. Do that. Do that. How uh, how bad was your day, Jan? The worst. Why? I, I mean, not why, but can we explain a little bit? Yeah, I probably had the worst um, day of my working life. Okay, so, so far, it was at work. Yeah, right? oh, no, it is work related. Absolutely, okay. not 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 personal in like the, the personal thing, but um, yeah, we are uh, just just a really really bad day at work. I don't want to get too bad into it. Like it's n nothing that I personally fucked up, mm -hmm. but um, as come notes to the overall situation that we have right now, but uh, we had to convey some really bad news to a lot of our customers. Mm -hmm. And some of those, like those news might be threatening the existence of some of our customers. Yeah. That's, so that that's was not good. today I had some of the hardest calls I ever had to make at work. Yeah. And uh, also basically everything I worked for for the last about three years basically ran against the wall. And that's not, I'm not going to say too much about it like anymore. For one, there is NDA um, because I don't make a, like a big, how do you call it? Uh, most people know what company I work for. So, um, but it's just, uh, it's it's about the overall situation. Nothing really that we did wrong, but yeah. uh, still really hard if you have to bring over like certain information to customers of yours. So, yeah, yeah, I, I am not doing too well today, to be honest, which is yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys because uh, that always makes my day a little bit better. We'll, we'll try our best. I mean, Misery Drives in Company or something? Yeah. Excuse me? Raz, what did you say? Misery Thrives in Company or something? Misery what? Misery. Thrives? Yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's not fun. No, <laughs> not really. I'm, I'm not in, sorry, I'm not in the mindset for like any, yeah. like don't, don't expect me to be witty today or like catch up on everything vocally. I am um, toast. Like I, I've been on the phone with customers Like I've been meeting in meetings since like seven o'clock this morning. And I've wow. been on the phone with customers since probably like 10 and that's all wow. I've been doing all day. So yeah, I'm no, no, my, my brain is completely fried at the moment. And I'm just, yeah, not, not, not really there today. Quick question for you, Jan. Uh, is it sure that uh, you won't be able to do what you are supposed to do with the customer uh, till the the date that you gave us before we started recording? Or is there a even slight possibility that things would improve uh, over the course of the The, the, the possibility of things weeks? getting worse is way higher than the things, uh, like the possibility of things getting better. Let's put it that way. Okay. 
it's the typical uh, Japanese understatement that um, they're only giving you information to a certain date. Yeah. It's going to be worse. Like, I'm 100% sure, like, this is not going to get better anytime soon. Yeah. We're, talk- that- we're talking more about 2023 than 2022. Like, um, and we're talking about delivery issues here, like about uh, keeping dates to deliver. And it's out of our hands. There's nothing my company could do about it. It's just that sucks. Yeah, it's always it always sucks if you're like the middleman. Mm-hmm. And like if the, the the person you're buying from is more basically a bigger company than you are by exorbitant like huge margins. And even if you do pressure and you do get right, like there's it doesn't help your end customer. And this is the one I'm in charge of. So it just feels bad. Yeah. But I bet. yeah. How about you guys? Uh, my week has been has been pretty much the same as last week, but I'm done with sanding walls. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. No more belly bottoms and walls. You stop. You no. stop sanding in the, in uh, the what what do you call it? In the favor of painting. Painting. Yeah, I started painting the walls, which is which is uh, I'm I'm not sure it's better, but it it you can see the progress uh quicker. So that's good. Uh, problem is uh, the previous owner of the apartment uh, of where uh, kind of um, not knowing what they were doing when they built the apartment or or, or decorated it. Uh, so today I had to um, dismantle uh, all. Uh, closet in the bedroom, the master bedroom, because they did some bad stuff when they built it. And so it was, I was not able to, yeah, they, they pretty much fucked up hard the way they built it in the first place. So I couldn't paint the walls in the closet or uh, change the flooring with this closet uh, as it was. So I, I had to just dismantle it um, and to be able to access all the walls and remove the flooring, which just makes no sense. But anyway, yeah. uh, that was pretty quick. So progress were made. Um, I'm happy with the color and paint that I bought. Uh, so if I can give you one one piece of advice, if you're one day uh, doing a remodel or wanting to paint uh, a room in your apartment, don't buy paint from the hardware store go to yeah. a specialist uh, a company that only sells paint it will be cheaper most of the time and because the margin that they are doing on you know, one liter of paint of paint is is not the same that the hardware store is doing but the quality is is night and day uh with only one coat of the paint that i bought at, at this company, it's almost a perfect job already. Uh, so just to be safe, uh, the girl that sent me, sell, sold me, sorry, sold me the paint, told me to just put two coats on the wall without uh, anything before or after. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it's it's really good paint and it was cheaper than the hardware store one. Uh, Let so, me guess, the yeah. name is Concrete. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's la seigneurie, uh, actually. Um, so no, no. It's it's it. Uh, uh, kidding aside, uh, just going to a specialist, going to a company that know what it's doing. Uh, like it's it's their job to make and sell paint to professional, but they are also open to 
everyone, uh, it, it's, it's a game changer for me because I've always bought my paint in hardware stores so far. And now that I've tested uh, a, a real paint from a real uh, paint company, I, I won't go back. I, it, it's no way I, I'm, I'm going to pay twice the price for a shitty paint, uh, whereas this this one was cheaper and, and, and way better quality. It's it's nice that you did the research. It's not like, um, I, I'm a maker, I'm doing a remodel. Here are 20 cans of Rust-Oleum. <laughs> yeah. Let's paint those walls. Could have done that. Could have been a, a nice video. Uh, let, let me show you how I fucked up my workshop renovation. Uh, but For no, it, appliance, it, just let's just explode those cans. Yeah. yeah. Could, no. could have been something. Painting with dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Could, could be fun. Or something. <laughs> yeah. One piece of dynamite, five cans of paint, and leave the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually, well, the, the best tip I heard when it comes to painting is to have a cousin that is a master painter. And bonus points if he is freakishly tall, so he just walks around the room with a brush in hand and he's done. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could have helped. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I was happy because I, I, I didn't actually, uh, used the masking, masking tape that I, I bought. I was happy because I didn't lose my, uh, skills in painting buildings because I, when I was in the army, I painted the old building, the inside of the old building. So all the four stories. Oh, really? Twice. Because oh. they they had they had Why? nothing else to have oh, us do yeah. during because during big, the the months we were there. They really didn't like you. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, you're gonna you're gonna paint the whole building like the outside, no, the inside. So all the corridors, all the rooms, and and it was a freaking long building, and we had to paint yeah. the the four stories like twice because to keep just to keep us busy during the day. So. Yeah, I, I learned how to paint uh, rooms uh, when I was in the army and, and I didn't lost it so far. So yeah. um, I was no, happy. It looked, it looked really good because you had it on your Instagram story. Yeah. And I yeah. think that I will, maybe people still going to be able to see it when the yeah. podcast releases. Yeah, sure. I will I will post more and send, send more in the Instagram account of the podcast. Yeah. And I also saw you had a camera. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting. I've, I've shot everything I've did in the workshop so far to just make a quick video. Well, the first one will be about the renovation of the walls and the second one will be. I, I install my flooring. That trade will interest a lot of people because just a renovation thing. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was a good occasion to show people how you, go from a really badly decorated and constricted uh room to a nicer workshop so yeah that can, that can you please do me a favor for the introduction and wear one of those bob ross wigs uh, today we're gonna paint the apartment <laughs> there are not gonna be mistakes just my happy little accidents <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome that'd be fantastic if I can't find one up, I will do that for you Red yeah. Ross yeah. <laughs> you, you, just dye it red like the, oh, the, yeah, the whole like, week <laughs> I, I, I want fan art of this now yeah. so yeah Absolutely. that's but, been my sorry, week it, when, when's the when's the move-in date? Do you have 
Uh, with, no, it's not planned yet because I'm I'm planning on finishing the paint because I'm not doing only the workshop. I'm I'm also doing our bedroom and our kids' bedroom, and in between, I'm also working a little bit on the kitchen and the bathroom. Um, so I'm I'm pretty much remodeling the whole apartment all by myself. Uh, but today my wife was there to to give me a hand because she was not working today, so it was nice to to be the three of us in the apartment, the kid playing on the Nintendo Switch and us working our butts off, um, being totally ignored by the kid. Like, when are we going home? So, not yet. So that's fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I hope to be uh, done with the paint by the time this uh, episode airs, so Sunday. And next week will be dedicated to uh, changing the flooring in the three rooms, and after that we'll be able to to move. So hopefully, before Maker Central, we'll be in the uh, new apartment. Yeah, that'd be great. That's the goal, at least. So we have four weeks uh, to to move. Uh, so I can I can fly to England like with a, a rested mind and and knowing that. Wife and an exhausted shit. body, an exhausted body. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I would be, I'd be rested, rested. God, I'm so looking forward to Mega Central. Yeah, yeah, me too. yeah. But but we don't talk about Mega Central yet. Not not yet because we're gonna get excited and it's still like far away. So I'm already excited. We'll talk about it, but yeah, but so we don't talk about no. Sorry. <laughs> I, I w- Welcome to the musical episode of Two Thirds of August. <laughs> I watched Encanto with the wife and the kid the other day. So, yeah, the, the music is stuck in my head as long as um, Umbrella from Rihanna. <laughs> so, damn it. What about you, Raz? Because that song never bothered you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Damn, damn uh, fuck off. <laughs> I'll get that stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, no, I, I finished up the cable drum. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Which which was exciting. Nice job on interesting. that one. Yeah. But the weirdest thing was that it, it went almost without any problems at all. That's the key. The key is good planning and you planned it well. So why a problem would have occurred? Well, because shit always happens when you're not looking. And I mean, I tried to account for everything. Yeah, you were looking. But I mean, it's it, it, it's one of those things where like, oh, you get hyper-focused on all of these problems that you noticed and then you don't notice any of the problems that you didn't notice and then they become big problems. Yeah, sure. Uh, luckily, none of that really happened. I mean, we had to weld on some cross braces between the flanges of the cable drum to keep it from moving and twisting too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but the most exciting part was to use the crane to roll it. So yeah, after we cutting it, that was fun to watch on the Instagram. The, the, I was like, "Oh, damn, that looks scary," but also yeah. super interesting. Yeah. I mean, eighteen tons, and you want it to roll, and you're half expecting it to just crash and crumble under the weight of itself because it's not supposed to do it, especially after we cut it. Yeah, uh, but and, but it worked. And then someone uh, forgets to like just post the next part of the Instagram story for about an hour and you wonder if that guy's still alive. <laughs> I have no idea who we're talking about. I was, ty- I, was, I was typing at one point and say, Res, like, uh, 
you showed a video of you trying to turn that drum roll and then like there's nothing for about an hour. Are you still alive? <laughs> oh yeah, I just forgot to post the next part. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, well, it got hectic. And I mean, like, I want to, I, I, honestly, I wanted to film a lot more of it, but I, I during the move, I displaced my tripod and I haven't found it yet. And it's, oh. and it's yeah, probably inside the roll. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's probably it, down the garage, but I haven't, I didn't bother to look too hard for it. And when it's in there, you have the moment of, oh, the really exciting thing of the lifting the drum and then you hear the, the, the chain they're using to creak and it goes twing yeah. as it settles in yeah. maximum tension. It's it's exciting. Oh. Uh, and then as then this you have to get it moving and the drum starts rolling and you need to slow it down so it doesn't come crashing down to a flat spot you had and do it slowly and easily and re-hooking the chains. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I filmed these 10 seconds here and then I started typing and I was like, no, I need to pay attention. And then an hour passes and yeah. Yeah. And uh, you... for everyone that didn't so like didn't hear the, the episodes before, Raz, what exactly like can you go from like start to finish like in a short period like well, I what can, you were but doing? you can also just listen to the last episode. That that would be more easy, but <laughs> I don't know how much so, people uh, wanna... Yeah, it's uh I can recap quickly by all means. Uh it's Oh can uh... I do that? Can I do that? Can I do that? Yeah, yes, yeah. right. Big drum, expensive cable about the drum, uh uh, a company not not knowing how to ship it to Hong Kong because too big for the plane. Uh, as Christmas, oh, yeah, I, I can I can fill in that bit because I didn't say that last time because I I learned this on the Friday when we finished the job and there was a really the, interesting fact the about reason, it. Yeah, yeah, the reason why I'm now officially a war profiteering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you put it that way <laughs> it's because putin blew up the largest cargo airplane in the world on the on the landing strip in uh, out in in ukraine uh which means that this cable that was supposed to be on this plane like five days or a week after the plane was seized and blew up uh it no longer fit on the next largest plane in the world yeah which is why i had to take off like 40 centimeters of it um, yeah which is from a um, logistic standpoint is insane if you think about it. Yeah, like that, that drum was yeah. made to fit on one specific plane and that plane not being there anymore. Like that's like a lesson learned from everyone. And also I remember you being really conflicted about like the, I mean, you, you made it look like fun when you said it on the Instagram story, but you were actually pretty conflicted about it. It's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I mean... Um... I'm I'm not profiteering from the war directly. I, that's the joke, but it it, it is the conflicted feeling of saying, "I I made ridiculous money because of a war happening somewhere else, somewhere else, and circumstances happening in between there." I mean, I have no control of any of this, but it feels slightly wrong to feel so good about that. Yeah, but a lot of people do it exactly the same and can still sleep at night, so don't worry about it. I'm not done. So the company can't can't <laughs> ship the thing because uh too big for the plane, so they call Erasmus. Erasmus hire a guy and another guy, they cut the top, they cut the bottom, they roll it with a crane just to have the possibility to work on this. A lot of welding, put it in the plane, plane goes to Hong Kong, Erasmus is rich, and that's it. Uh, Sing Singapore, but yeah. Uh, Singapore, I sorry. And I want to put one on top of that. Rasmus does the ultimate thing. 
He doesn't do it himself. He gets the guy that actually contracted him to come in and do the work for him under his supervision. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And then gets paid for it. Like that's like next level fuckery, right? <laughs> no, that that that's how Raz is smart. I mean, you a guy contacts you to do a job. You hire the guy that contacted you to do the job, and the guy does the job and pays you exactly that's great that's sh that's top notch management would, for... show me how you would do it <laughs> and pay me for it and i'm, I'm going to tell I'm you your client of, work for you and i'm, and I'm going to tell you what you could have done better <laughs> i'm your client to work for you and pay you for the job you didn't do that's absolutely brilliant that's that's the top of whatever you can do with business uh yeah But then on Sunday, uh, <laughs> <laughs> quick change the subject. Quick, yes. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, on Sunday, I actually went over to a friend of mine's and I I brewed beer properly, oh. like old school for the first time. Nice. Went to James. Like, uh, Different no. friends. Okay. Yes, I have an another friend who also likes beer. Do you have friends? At least one. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no. So the weird thing is like. Um, on my steps, uh, stepfather's side of the family, they they come from like uh, the opposite side of the fjord of my father's family for the side, uh -huh. which is interesting out west. But that's a different story. Um, but my step grandfather, he won the national homebrewing championship a couple of years in a row oh. around 2014, 2016, or something. Uh, and they they are from uh, their family is from Hunindal, and they have a family yeast kvike that they have used for like 700 years okay and this this strain of the of yeast has actually been commercialized and sent around the world and has become really really popular okay but they don't send the kvike out the kvike is a brewing yeast that contains of multiple usually i think it's like three or four strains of yeast whereas the commercialized brewing yeast only consists of one or two strains So I have a couple of friends over in the U.S. who do some brewing, and I and I did to James as well. That's why there's a beer that he makes that's called Grandfather Yeast because it's from my grandfather. Um, but uh, like the the company that I sent it to a, a friend of mine in uh, Minnesota, they analyzed it and was like, "Ooh, this is a way better version of the commercial thing we can buy because this is pure and have more of the different yeast strains in it, nice. and will." create a lot more of interesting taste and all that uh so i have that like history in the background and i used to pay bear uh, pay rent by brewing bear uh like five years ago oh that's cool but, uh, uh, yeah but i was cheating because i was buying like the finish the finished wort and then just adding yeast and sugar and water to it and just waiting two weeks so i mean as long as the temperature is all right the, the bear will be good but this is more old school of buying like this whole uh bag of grain mm -hmm. and uh oh what's the english word for it it's like steeping it steeping steeping it i have no you idea heat it up to 60 70 degrees and let it sit for an hour then you strain all of that out you take the mash out and then you add the yeast at the end and all of that it's a lot more complicated and it takes like a day six eight hours just to <coughs> heat up all the water and have it cycle and stay at a hot enough temperature for an hour at a time and things like that mm-hmm a lot of fun nice. but it's more like oh yeah uh i go and hang out with a friend of mine and we happen to have beer by the end of it in two weeks that was fun 
we we should really have James in the podcast at some point just to talk about beer and and other stuff, obviously. Yeah. But the, the the process is is really interesting, and and yeah. so yeah, yeah, and and it's also really fascinating to, uh, like beer like we know it today is is like uh, tears of an angel compared to what they used to drink just a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, because they had yeah. no fucking idea how how it was made actually and uh like what all of the factors were that sort of made it good so they would have all of these almost religious ceremonies that they would do around the bear while they were brewing which kind of which kind of formed the recipes yeah Yeah, which like the recipe was in that ceremony but they didn't know which part really worked so it was like oh yeah you need to shout at it to scare evil spirits away sure while it's boiling and it's like Either one of these works. We did both of them, so we let's keep doing both of them. Yeah, good thing they yeah. keep the boiling thing. Yeah, as well. Uh, so there's lots of fascinating things, but uh, like Germany, you had oh, it's the, the purity law when it comes to beer. Oh yeah, that you had for only water. Like we were not allowed to add any substances. Yeah. Or like you said in the medieval times, that could actually be one of your fun facts. Like that, yeah. uh, the normal townsfolk is not allowed to shit and piss into the river at the day the beer is brewed. Because they take the water downstream to make yeah. brew the beer, like things like that. But <laughs> there, there have been rules like it's been written down exactly like that. But but they had to amend that when they discovered yeast, so that you are actually allowed to add yeast into it because it's a part of the natural process. But they didn't know it, so they couldn't put it into law. Oh, that's actually one of the funny things. It's like the 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 German, um, yeah. There's the purity law, but there's only contention about the the um, only that there's water allowed. Yeah. No artificial flavoring, mm-hmm. so to say. This is why you don't like the whole IPA thing that's going on at the craft beer scene. It's been really late in Germany because it's technically not allowed <laughs> to call beer because of the purity law. Um, but uh, when it comes to that, yeah, the, the, the original yeast was basically grown from uh, the leaves, like letting out from like tomatoes and stuff like that, where you have the natural yeast mm. accumulating. And they found out that out really quick. And it even and it was I think mainly brew, uh, monasteries that yes. started the brewing cycle, but the, I don't think of like any rituals in that case that they did. Like that was always the typical German engineering, <laughs> chemistry, <laughs> scientific <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> they did. Oh yeah, by all means. And there was a, a lot of the monastery people brewed, did a lot of brewing, but they also did a lot of research, especially into genealogy and heritage and all of that as well but i mean yeah, so, the reason of course being was like they were fuck off all up in a mountain somewhere and didn't have anything else to do yeah they had the time to yeah. to do it yeah yeah but it was the same thing with wine i mean i i heard recently that the the wine they used to drink in rome uh back in the days with the gladiator and all that it was was so bad that they had to put a lot of spices in it and sugar just and water, and water yeah. just oh, to be able to drink it the best of all lead because they they, they sweetened the wine with lead no oh, fuck yeah that worked out great yeah, yeah. not for them yeah <laughs> and they I mean, also they also used to put some uh a piece of of bread in it and that's why we say we rise a toast because of the bread inside the uh, glass oh. of wine when yeah. they were just. I have not heard that. Exactly. That, that's that's, cool. that's the reason of this. It's, it's poorly explained uh, by myself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You're French. It's fine. And apparently, 
um, when you are drinking wine, you know why you collide the glasses before when you are uh, uh, yeah. toasting, toasting with people? Yeah, so, so you don't poison each other. Or if if it's poisoned, you poison each other. Mm, oh. th that's not the reason that I heard. It's it, um, That's the reason I heard. It's basically you do the toast where you like push the glasses yeah. that they spill in each other. Okay. So if one yeah. glass is poisoned, you also poison the other Okay, person. so that's the v German version. Uh, the French version is much more romantic uh, <laughs> <laughs> because when you drink wine, you, all the senses uh, are used. You smell yeah. the wine, you taste the wine, you look at the wine, you touch the glass with the wine in it. The only sense that you are not using is the, the ears. You, you can't hear the wine. You can't mm. hear the wine. So you are uh, toasting just to make the glasses um, ring. And so all the, 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 the senses oh. are, are, are used yeah. when you are celebrating something uh, with someone drinking wine. Oh, French in the romance. I go with the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 did, did, I, did I mention the whole uh, law we used to have in Norway of every single farm was was had was in um, oh what's the word it was mandatory to brew good beer by every single farm in Norway oh yeah yeah because of your alcoholic king yes also uh well it, it, the vast distances all, of safe drinking water kind of thing yeah yeah to to welcome people that were traveling across the country also yeah right yeah we we had we had a law of hospitality i guess you can call it yeah where you you couldn't really turn people away uh huh But you could like make them sleep in the barn or hayloft or something. Yeah, but it's better than outside in the woods with the wolves and I, I, bears I mean, and like, stuff. No, the, the the law is made because if like government officials were traveling, they're the place to stay. Winter, and yeah. it was winter, they would die. Yeah, sure. If they didn't find a place to sleep, like yeah. I mean, like a couple of nights in in the cold is fine, but if it gets down to negative thirty, negative forty. You would want some kind of wall around. Why you. would you travel during winter in Norway? Uh, maybe you're lonely. Because someone that's uh, higher up in society decided that you're gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, sure, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Maybe makes that's sense. Yeah, I mean, th th at the time they wouldn't go up north just to see the green lights in the sky. The northern lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you wouldn't because you would see it in Oslo still. I mean, yeah, sure. It, it, like Norway is even the south of Norway is so far north that during the average year you would see the northern lights everywhere at some point. Oh, talking about Especially Norway, sorry to interrupt. I, I just learned something the other day, and I, I felt so ignorant when I, I I learned about it. Norway has a common frontier with Russia to, up north. Yeah. I told you a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I learned it from yeah, you. You just didn't listen. And, <laughs> and I felt so stupid about it because after that I checked and I, just to see where it was. And I was like, damn, I, I, I didn't know that Norway was stretched that far up and east yeah. compared to the image that we have of the country being quite vertical next to Sweden and, and, and all of that. Um, so, yeah, that was just me being an idiot. Yes. Uh, well, it's it's even hard to imagine for me down in the south because uh, that whole if you if you can just imagine like the the long thin bit of Norway and then you have the flat bit going eastward. Yeah, 
that flat bit going eastward is as big as the whole central south. Yeah, but that that flat bit is totally ignored by us yeah. when we learn about Norway. For for us, it's just one part yeah. of the uh, of of the north countries, and we yeah. we are not never talking about that that flat bit uh, well, going we east. People in Norway, we all try to forget about it. But what, what's what's dark. there? I mean, there is big cities, or it's just like no, it's just forest and snow and miserable people. Okay. <laughs> Bad people. <laughs> trees, trees and trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, no, uh, so a couple of things up there. Like, uh, it, oh, you th- could that, make that a... part of Norway is oh, 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 called sorry. Finnmark. Okay. And you could make a beer out of that. What? An NPA, like Norwegian Pale Ale, like Trees and Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Fjords and I don't know what. Something else that rhymes. Fjords and Witches. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but like, uh, so that northern bit eastwards towards uh, Russia there is called Finnmark, uh-huh. and the Finn is the same root word as in Finland. Okay. So and Mark, back, Lark, same same thing for Denmark. Well, no, nothing to do. No, no, the, the Finland. Finland, land. Okay, sorry, I I heard Finnmark. Finnmark. Sorry. Yeah, the mark is the, like mark and mark is the same word, like uh, open vast area kind of. Okay. Thing. In in Lord of the Rings, you have the Riddemark okay. of Rohan. Uh-huh. Yeah. To give you one reference, you might get. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but after, uh, so when the when when after Second World War, like when the Germans pulled out of the north, they burned everything down. Which means that after the Second World War, Norway tried to just abandon all of it, but the people up there are too stubborn, so. They, they didn't want any of that. They wanted to be a part of Norway and not be like a weird independent thing or to be conquered by Russia For or sure. given to Russia or something. So that was like literally my uh, my grandmother ended up in Oslo mm-hmm. because the government forced them to move out of that area of Norway. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to be stubborn to, to live up there. I mean, after even all the houses are down, the only things left are churches and boats. People dragged their boats up on land, turned them upside down, and made houses out of them for the first ten years or something. Oh, boat houses, yeah. yeah. Just to have somewhere to live, because and then the government didn't send them any help at all for years, because the government was saying like, we don't want that area. It's nothing there. It's just reindeer and snow, and the people there was like, yeah, but there's also fish, and we like it here, and we leave it here, so we're gonna stay here and fuck you. Good for them. Except they were northerners, so they used a lot more words between them. <laughs> it did good. It did yeah. well. But yes, border to Russia is really exciting. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm really happy that you guys got me to like do the recording tonight <laughs> after my mood today. It's actually brightened up quite a bit. Yeah, the trick was to treat the topic without treating the topic somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, is that the sound of a segue? <laughs> Some kind. <laughs> with the sound of segways <laughs> this is gonna turn into a music podcast I know it I already warned them all that's fine so what's the topic tonight? Raz oh I'm you're the one with a shitty day yeah he's yeah, right exactly. yeah. so I shouldn't be talking about it yeah no it's it's what you do to get out of a bad mood um, and, uh, we, we did, we did um, one silly conversation yeah you have beer yeah. I think that's Two out of three. Fun, fun facts, interesting stuff to keep your mind off. Yeah. 
I really have to say, like, um, looking back on this is why I said, like, a, yes, let's do it tonight. And um, even thank you for when I first asked that you reconsider to doing it on another day. But I think in those days, it's like, no, you guys always help me. Like, I always feel better after talking to you guys. So why should it be any different? Like, why should I stay miserable when I know I'm going to feel better after talking to you guys? But it, but it, and, that's that's a tricky thing to realize and force yourself through that initial bump yeah of like because uh we don't know how you feel about it but we recognize that feeling yeah of everything is horrible i just want to curl up and cry and then you sort of also know that oh i feel good after doing this thing and i do feel good after doing this thing so let me yeah. just try to do one of those and maybe things will be better. No, it's it's um, a little bit of like a it's a conflicting thing about um, being in a bad mood, and sometimes it's okay. Yeah. But in this case, it's like I this is nothing I show well, that nobody chooses to be in a bad mood. But yes, um, we do. For me, it yes, was, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, no, unless you're, you're French. French. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we choose. You, you need the suffering. I know you need the suffering. And I Every morning when we wake up, because I am we German. decide to be in a bad mood because we are French, exactly. just to represent the country. Because that's who we are. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you did and you notice the bad French got, accent? Like, so much worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, no worries at all. No, it's it's just like. Um, I mean, there's certain reasons um, I wanted to do the recording today. Like, well, for one, it's our regular recording date, <laughs> but there are options to like push it um, further back. But um, no, I like this is like I said, it's like uh, recording the podcast with you guys is one of my highlights every week. So I know I'm gonna feel better afterwards. You have a horrible week. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, normally, if this is your highlight, you have a horrible week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, usually because I can, I can unload a little bit. Um, basically, um, I, I hear red, and I know it's like, well, I'm not that old. And then, I, <laughs> and then I talk to Rasmus, and I harass him a little bit, and after that, I feel quite good about myself. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Everybody else, it feels like <laughs> exactly. No, I just, I just really enjoy our conversations, and uh, this is one of the things that actually helps me um there are certain things that can happen that i choose to be for myself that i have to get with myself but usually it's stuff i get into myself or stuff that's out of my control on a personal level that like hits me really deep but stuff like today it's like i, I really try to separate work from everything else it's like the podcast that's not work for me that this is hanging out with friends and so this really helps me tonight that's not an easy thing to do just to separate your your um, everyday's life from your work or or to be clear about if something happened in my work it shouldn't affect my mood when i come back home that that's not an easy thing to do um yeah i, I, rem I remember when i was commuting for a long time i had this time in the train or in the bus or when i was wa walking to just uh clear my head from all the uh, things that i was thinking about when i was at work all the problems all the relationship with my co-workers so i was able to 
come back at home like fresh just to be available for my wife and my kid um and i don't do that anymore um so because i i, I i'm not commuting to go to work um anymore so that that this transition you used to be something very important to me just to be able to uh don't bring my worries or my anxiety from work into my family or into my my home um but something interesting you said was that you forced yourself to record tonight because you know that you you it will make you feel better hopefully if we are doing our job properly with Raz as just being your friend and have a, a nice conversation or, in, or in a conversation you can enjoy um it will help you but Raz said it and and, and said it pro probably better than i will just to be able to recognize that the the stuff that you can do um to improve your mood or to change it if you want to change it or improve it is very important i would add that allowing yourself to be in a bad mood is not always wrong and i'm not like no i completely agree completely agree with that i'm not, I'm not just kidding with the fact that i'm french we we french people are, are known to be in a mad mood constantly and that that's not good but um allowing yourself to just digest the bad thing that's up happening to you by staying in a bad mood or allowing yourself to to be in a bad mood for a certain amount of time and it shouldn't be more than 15 minutes or 30 minutes uh, if it's if it's eating your day because you are constantly you're keeping that anger inside of you for the whole day for the whole week that's not good but being in a bad mood for a short amount of time that's fair because it allows you to um, digest the information, the bad news, all the bad feelings that you had, crush them and just expel them from your mind or, or body in in any way that, that you choose. If it's just talking with friends, that's good. If it's by doing sports, that's also good. Usually when I have a bad day or when my wife has a bad day, we rant at each other and and that's something very clear bit between the two of us we are not ranting against against each other we are just ranting together with each other yeah it, it's yeah. just it just uh all the bad stuff that happened to me and made, make me made me angry or put me in a bad mood i'm just telling her and even if i shout i'm not shouting at her she's listening and she's allowing me to just to vent, to vent just yeah. to vent. So she's not taking it personally. She's just the um, shield or the wall against I can uh, 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 I, the wall again uh, the wall I can shout against. It doesn't mean anything to her, uh, but we can later discuss uh, uh, of the topics of the matters that of the things that happened to me. But it it's it's just me blowing off some steam and that's really precious to me yeah and and she can do the same thing and i'm not taking anything personally because i know that i'm not the cause or the source of uh, bad mood or anger or anxiety or or anything else 
And that's definitely a goal, what you have there. Like that's a goal for many people because that's a really thin uh, line to walk and something you can do because you are in a really good relationship when it comes to that and you know each other really well. It can go horribly wrong if you are like newlywed or in a new relationship. Yeah, but the, the, the key is that we talked about that. The first time that that, that I rented, uh, I, see, I saw her eyes changed and being scared and the, she didn't understand what I was doing. And I just told her, I'm not renting against you. I'm just venting. I'm just expressing my anxiety and my frustration and my bad mood. Nothing to do with you. I, I just want you to listen to me. And, and that, but that, that's a good point. And I'm going to interrupt you there because that is, um, Basically, what you did is like you're being open, you're uh, open, you're talking about it, and it's being, um, in Germany, we say, lösungsorientiert. It's basically you are um, uh, so, looking solution, for a solution. Yeah, solution oriented. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you're solution oriented. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not being in a bad mood to be in a bad mood and just to like shit on everything. Mm. You're basically, you're, you're in a bad mood to analyze it and to get over it at once. And this is where that, that thin line is that, that, a lot of people don't get and like this is one that is uh, like you jokingly said about the french mm. um or that we have here in swabian it's our superpower we, we are always in a bad mood just yeah, like the hulk exactly in in, <laughs> in germany we're basically if we're not com like if we don't complain we're happy yeah. yeah so it's basically um it's like um if if somebody or no we are actually telling someone he did a good job is when we're not complaining about yeah what the, the kind of work he yeah. did so like this is yeah it's and and it's really really bad to f like fall fall in something like that and i fought with it for a long time because i used to be really negative and it took me many years and a lot of training and a beautiful wife to um actually get out of that mindset yeah. to 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 learn to to look for the positive things in it and i do allow myself to be in a bad mood once in a while or yeah I mean, it happens often more times a day, but not for a long time. And I'm, and I try to get out of that. I climb out of that. And it's not, and it's not easy. Like, this is not something what I just like, well, it's just something I do. Like, this is something you have to work really hard for and you have to train yeah. yourself. What about you, Raz? Because I've, I've known you for yeah. a few years now. I've never seen you in a bad mood. I've never heard you being in a bad mood does that happen that is to true. you oh, yeah yeah well it means i'm i mean i'm still very much stressed about the job uh, the cable drum uh -huh. both because i have like massive invoices coming in and i have not received final payment for the job yet yeah but being stressed is not the same thing as being in a bad mood i've 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 never heard you seriously uh, tell someone to fuck off or just answer, not answering messages or just being like today's shit or I that kind of stuff. We're, we're, not, we're not talking about the same Rasmus here. He's telling me to fuck off like twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with that love just after. So he's not in bad mood. He's just joking. We know it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's just the fact that I move through it quicker. Uh -huh. I have all of those, all of the ups and downs. Uh, I th I think at least the downs I move through quicker. I not I hope I don't move too quickly through the ups. But it's for me it's just a thing of I'm I am doing what I want to do. Uh -huh. Like just about every single day. 
so when I have a bad day, it's more like, yeah, I have a bad day in the life I want to live. Yeah, sure. It's not a bad day in a miserable life. That's great. That's that's good thinking. So I yeah. mean, yeah, in the moment I might be super annoyed because like before Christmas when I had an order in for two chef's knives, which for once I didn't take payment up up up, up front on, but I, I I ruined the both of them. I didn't have anything to send out. That I felt horrible that day. And then I sent him a message and and I felt better. Also because like afterwards he also said, that's fine. I mean, no rush. But like I felt horrible in that moment. That's one of those that really distinctly in my mind still. Also because now, today, I nearly finished those two knives finally. <laughs> uh, but but that's one of those things where it's... Just in time for Christmas. Yeah, next year. Yeah, or not this year. <laughs> Uh, it's just one of those things where I think just the way my mind works, I more easily just break all the problems down uh-huh. into smaller manageable bits. And those bits I can easily deal with. Like, okay, I fucked up these knives. Okay, that's the state of the world now. How do I move on from here? Well, ignoring the client is the worst thing I can do. Sure. Good, let me then reach out to them. For for me, that is more um, problem solving than than changing your mood. It happens. Yeah. It happens to me once in a while that's, when that's I'm. That's how I trick myself. That's yeah. how I trick okay, myself. Okay, okay. I love solving problems. Yeah, that that that's something that happens to me once in a while when I'm working on a project. Something goes wrong. Uh, the paint is not good, or or I'm not in time uh, compared to my schedule, or whatever. Um, and as you said, I, I I don't have to force myself to remind myself that I'm living the life that I want to be living because I'm making stuff for a living. I'm teaching for a living. That's the two things that I love doing. Mm. So I'm I'm lucky in that sense. The the problem that I have when it comes to bad mood is more the bad mood that is induced to you by other people. Like that's that's why I don't hang around other people. Like, sure, but when you have to, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough. You you can hang with with your friends, and as Jan said, it's more likely to be a good thing. So it will it will turn your bad mood into a good mood, or a normal mood into very good mood it will improve the the situation it will improve your mood it would make you happier but when you have to deal with people because you are forced to go out and for people like us i mean jan is is a little bit different because he loves the contact with the clients and and is very very easy to talk to and to talk with but for people like us like Raz and, and and i work in a workshop all day long all by ourselves it's probably more problem to go outside in the world to deal with people when we are only forced to do it. And yeah, I guess by by now I am kind of an extrovert when it comes to that. Yeah, like I, I do enjoy the 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 feedback with the customers. The more it pains me, like this is probably why it was so hard for me today to call those yeah. people mm-hmm. I've been in contact with for the last years. I fought for it, um, and I received the contracts with them and now i have to basically i have the feeling that i let them down like this is i think yeah what mainly puts me in a bad mood and from from a standpoint i know i didn't do it like there's nothing i can do about it personally there's it's completely out of my hands like i received the information i received yesterday night 
I've been, like I said, I've been in a meeting this morning and I've been basically on the phone with the customers and we're looking for solutions, but it's completely out of my hands. So it's a mixture between feeling absolutely helpless and having to convey the bad news and the feeling of like letting my customers or the, the people I work with down. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, yeah, I think that was the main mixture and problem I'm sure. having with today. What What's the thing that puts you instantly in a bad mood? Like... You snap. If there is one. Oh, there's there's a few things that I'm really easily triggered. Oh, yeah. I, I am German after all. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no I'm, I'm thinking about like an, an, an example, like which is constantly tricking me. It's um, if I realize that either a customer or like at work, somebody is lying it, uh, to uh-huh. me. Because this is something that I've working in sales. There are a lot of people that like to use the gray zones, like not giving certain, like not directly lying, but giving certain informations. And I don't like mm-hmm. that. Like I, I believe I have a really good relationship with the customers I work with because I am completely honest with mm-hmm. them and open and they kind of accept that. So for me, having people like not being open to me or like not conveying information, like the, the holding back information towards me that I could use to actually help the person, that is something that is pissing me off. Yeah. And that's something I also remember. Um, other than that, yeah, there, there's a few things that trigger me. and But I don't want to get too deep into it <laughs> it's just like i was like yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to to necessarily be about work i mean for me i've i've uh, as i said I'm, i'm i'm happy uh in my workshop with more in, in my house with my family not having to deal with too many mm. people but i've learned to love that to love human contact when i'm out in the world when people are polite and respectful and and nice to each other But something that triggers me every single time is an asshole thinking that he's alone on the road and not putting his blinker or just going over the limit uh, or just not being nice with people in the supermarket or st- no, stuff like that's, that. That's something It really puts me in a bad mood. That's, that's something I figured out is um, uh, kind of just reflecting on myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm like, there are days that I'm pissed off everyone that's on the road and it's mainly when I'm back from a job trying to get home. And then I know uh, unconsciously like this is uh, me being impatient. Yeah. And I can't expect people like doing the same kind of kilometers that I'm doing on the road and being as good as a driver or bad. Yeah. And, um, and, and it usually kicks in when I suddenly realize that, um, for example, like just a couple of weeks ago, um, I run over a red light. Uh-huh. There was no car, nothing like it, But it, like in that moment, I was so ashamed of myself. <laughs> like everything German in me was screaming As you at should me. Be. It's like, how could how could you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my car basically, because it has that sense on me, warned me the same second I drove over it, like doing 60. Like, <laughs> and I see that red light, and I was like, what? There was a red light? Oh shit! <laughs> and um, no, it's uh, like it's the stuff like that. And I think it's like, well, yeah, I'm not perfect myself. Like that could happen to me too like do, try to not get pissed at other people the same as you said it's like you're getting annoyed at um, other people being disrespectful no um, I made a hobby out of myself the more disrespectful the other person get and the more like in my face the more friendlier I get with the person 
Yeah, that, just that's like a being trick. completely polite yeah. and I'm just getting a kick out of it like the person completely losing its mind because I know there's nothing he can do to like put it on me because I've been like smiling and being friendly all the time <laughs> like this is something actually that, that that kind of like makes me evil in that kind of way because uh, this has nothing to do with me trying to be polite this is me from like yeah how much can I piss that person off now but being as friendly as I can but um yeah, like like I said, that there is stuff that definitely triggers me, and um, uh, I I I'm a technician before sales. I I I started as a service technician. Um, I was always solution oriented. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, like coming to a customer, the machine's not working. You try to make it work and leave. So uh, like by the time you leave, the machine should be working. And I approach it the same way in sales. And I hate the bad reputation that sales has going out there by just trying to sell with like no means, like any means necessary, just sell the product. I've went up to customers and told them to go with a competitor or with a different type of brand that we're not selling because it just makes more sense. It would save them money and work. And it always paid out afterwards. I never had a single case where like they usually call maybe one year later, two years later, and they're like, well, I remember you recommending that product. Now we have actually a measurement where we could need one of your products. So like it, it never bit me in the end where I had, um, I worked in jobs where I had the situation that not happening to me, but to other people at the company, like over, oversold stuff and it came back and bit them in a hard way. So yeah, this this is something that's triggering me. It's like just like no, not not all sales guys are bad. What about you, Raz? Do you have something that triggers you instantly? Not really. Except except Jamie. Yeah, well, okay, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dying playing Elden Ring. <laughs> no, I uh, dying in Elden Ring or dying in video games usually doesn't bother me at all. Good. As long as it's like the game not being broken, because if the game is broken, that's really annoying. Yeah. If I'm not doing a good job, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was trying to think of something. I was like, yeah, well, I get really annoyed at people who doesn't seem to value other people's time, mm. or who are being like unreasonably selfish. Mm-hmm. But in the sense that, oh, like. I don't want to do this thing, so you have to take twice the amount of shit. Yeah, that kind of attitude mm-hmm. that yeah. and that really annoys me. But those kind of people is like, okay, well, I don't have to do to deal with you at all, so fuck off. Or I go my, the other way, or something like that. But I mean, uh, I'm I'm really lucky that way. I don't have to deal with people I don't like because yeah. I'm self-employed. That's a blessing somehow to to just be able to work on your own doing what you do. And I'm, I, I feel also very lucky to do it. I would be even luckier if I could make a living out of it. <clears throat> um, Fuck the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your company goes belly up, then hey, you, perfect opportunity. Yeah. Join the club. Uh, yeah. As much as I'd love to, but... I still have a so new hashtag after off. two years after three years after Steve quit your job it's going to be Jan quit your job yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> hashtag do it <laughs> just do it 
Oh, yeah. oh sorry. I, I, I don't know. Um, no, that's fine. If you don't have anything, that's fine because it, it, it's even better not to have uh, anything that triggers you and puts you in bad mood instantly. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's the best lesson you can, you can teach to anyone is just don't have anything. Just be so positive and happy to live and do what you are doing that nothing can trigger you. Nothing can put you in a bad mood like instantly. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm always affected by things, but I don't, I try not to let the world dictate how I'm supposed to feel all the time. That's good. And, like and that. by all means, I mean, I, I recall my dad having mad road rage when I was younger, to the extent that my mom had to talk him down and call him and things like that. Uh, but again, this, this, this might be one of those my bit of autism kicking out that I, I just never picked that up from him. At yeah. All. I, I, I don't, I, I don't recall if that's we actually having a conversation about it. Yeah. And me learning from the conversation instead of his behavior, or if it's just that his, I recognized his behavior or his behavior never is something I adopted. I, I'm not sure which one happened there. Yeah. Uh, but the fact of it is that my dad, ha my dad has a lot shorter temper than I do. And it's all this had is a lot more mellow now than when I was five or ten years old. But I mean, he also turned 60, so he, 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 everything takes time with him now. So, I, I, I've seen so many road rage um, that even if I'm super uh, disappointed, sad, and angry at people driving like shit, that I, I I don't get angry. I'm just I'm just um, I just un don't understand how people can be so bad on the road when other people's lives is at stake, especially kids. So that that's something that that just can't comprehend, understand why just because of the thrill of it, or just because you are you being careless, you put people at risk and especially children. So that that but that that does I I don't I don't get angry I don't shout or anything, it's just beyond me that you you are not able to respect the simple rules as the rules uh, on on the road. At at a maximum of 130 kilometers an hour on the French autobahn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is fine because it's safe. But if you are driving at 130 on the left line and just staying on left line, you are danger to anyone uh, and everyone. So it, it, at, that that the rules are sim are really simple. Put your blinker. Yeah, drive on the fucking right side. Yeah, drive on the right side. Oh, Put it's different. It's, it's just, different in Germany though. You don't do the blinker on the left side. Really? On the fast lane, yeah. There's different different countries, completely yeah. different for for like a passing maneuver. Mm -hmm. That which Red said, like in France, it's completely usual to put the left blinker yeah. in and leave it until you pass the other person. Yeah, that's right. In Germany, you only activate your um your signal mm -hmm. light if you change lanes and only for the time you change lanes. Oh, that's that, okay. So you would change into the left lane and then you stop and then you go past the person and then you activate the right one, the oh, yeah. right that's the same light, and then you go back in. Yeah, exactly. And then in France, it's like the whole time while you're passing, you kept the left one. If you did it in Germany, people would get pissed because they think that you would try to push them out if of I the If I may way. correct you, in France, nobody put the blinks on. 
uh, even they are. Pass- oh, you you guys all drive BMWs? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I heard it's like an extra option you have to pay. Yeah, like, to, for to, to for get BMW, ODs, and basically all the German brands, you have to pay an extra to have the blinkers yeah, yeah, it's, it's, on. It's, That's it's, why it's people extra to, get, to get the signal lights exactly. No, but I I I stay calm now because probably of the agent experience and also because I want to be an example to my kid uh, so I, I I I was qualified as a kid as short temper without any patience I learned patience I as you said uh, Raz I taught myself to not um, let the world dictate who I am and how I react because now I, 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 it, it's more comfortable to me and also because I want to be an example to my kid. Even though I still have the bad mood day and in that case, talking with my wife is one of my many options. Talking with you is another one. And and also doing a few other stuff can, can help you with a very bad day or very bad mood. Um, taking a hot bath playing video games, watching a movie, watching a TV show, uh, having a drink, uh, having a walk in the forest, especially in the forest, but just having a walk, uh, doing a workout session. Physical sports. exhaustion. Yeah. Like for yeah. If you That's work mentally or you're mentally strained over the day, to yeah. physical ex- um, like exhaustion that matches it is so much worth it feels so good yeah that's one of the reasons i go a walk like i do a walk in the morning before i go to work and i do one usually before like after i leave work i do another one yeah it helps a lot to yeah, that sounds like to, a good to, good routine yeah so yeah it's uh many solutions for people with with bad moods just, just if, if it happens to you as i said earlier and and i'm talking uh, from experience, allow yourself to be in a bad mood for, for a while, but just give you 15, give yourself 15 minutes, 20 minutes to be angry, to be in a bad mood. Don't, and yeah, change don't, don't it. draw, like don't drown in Yeah, it. change it. Force yourself to, to switch your mood by doing something or, or, or nothing, but just try to switch it and it will, it, it will happen. It's, it's also, how is it called again? The self mental training um, that 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 we do um, exactly, and, and that that's actually a part that's not difficult. And sorry if I no no go for it. But um, watching there, um, this is actually the one. The question you have to ask yourself is: Is like, do I want to be miserable? Because everybody's striving for happiness. So, and this is something, and that's it's hard to get that thought when you're there. But all you have to ask yourself is like, do I want to be miserable? May I interject and say that some people are really happy being in a shitty mood all the time. That's be- true. Not not especially because they're French, but also because <laughs> but they, 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 they can. <laughs> but no, they, no. they can they can uh, appear as the victim of something, and and people will take them into pity and be, oh my dear oh you're so miserable oh give me let me give you a hug or I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help you and those people exist and they those people will poison your life so if you can spot them just get rid of them because they are 
Exactly, but then yeah. in the second case, exactly, like identify him and <laughs> dump them. The Just the hell dump away them. From him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. friends are usually people you can talk to. They will cheer you up. They will help you change your mood. They will comfort you. They will give you good advice or just advice. And mainly they will listen to you without saying anything, giving any advice or any, of, of any kind. Yeah. And don't forget, but there's some, some of your friends are friends because they are really similar to yourself. Absolutely. And those, if you are in a bad mood, you can actually spiral down with them. Yeah. The same as you can accelerate each other with a good mood. That's right. But so some... it's also, so like, and I'm not saying like, stay away from those people. I'm just no. saying, like, be careful in which mood you are confronting them yeah. because you can affect each other in a really strong way. That, that's, that's totally and true. And it happened to me. But also those people, um, your friends that have been through through the same shit that you have, know how to get out of it, and you and can help you get out of your bad mood or the troubles you are in. Um, quick story that I really love heard from the West Wing, one of the episodes of the Wing West Wing years ago. That's the story of all a guy fell into. So he calls for help and the policeman uh, comes and and he's, he, he says, the policeman says, I can't help you. And he goes away. And um, um, fireman comes next to the hall and the guy is still screaming, help me, help me, get me out of the hall. And the fireman throw him a, a rope and, and goes away. And a doctor comes next to the hall and he, and he, helps, uh, he, he shouts for help and... The doctor writes him a prescription, throw it in the wall, and goes away. And so the guy is now still in the wall with a piece of rope and a, prescrip a prescription from a doctor, but he's still deep in, in, in his deep hole. And the friends come by the, the, the wall, and the guy asks for help, and the friend uh, jumps into the wall. And he's, he's now next to his, to his friend, and he says, why I, did you jump? Why are you in the all with me. Now we are both stuck. And the friend answer, I've been here before. I know how to get out. So having talking about your trouble, your bad mood, your anxiety, your problem to a friend is not always only you ranting about your problems. It can be a way for your friend that have been there found a solution to the exact same problem that you are facing now to just understand your problem and to give you a solution and, and make you feel better. So uh, ranting is not always a bad thing with your friend because it can help them understand the situation. And if you are asking for help, they will be able to provide said help to you. And if you are stuck in a hole, in Elden Ring, at least, that usually means there's a hidden wall somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. There is always a way to exit You just need to the hit wall. it and then it disappears and you can walk through it. It's yeah. usually fine. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> that sounds fantastic and something to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fine. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, my focus this week is... Elden Ring. Uh, no, sorry. No. I, I mean, I, I've talked enough about Elden Ring. Yeah. I don't need more focus. Uh, but uh, I have uh, shouted out the Jordan Harbinger show before and recently I think it's like two weeks ago now 
he did an episode with one of the soldiers on the front line of Kiev. Oh, wow. Which is really interesting because the conversation ends with him, uh, the soldier, saying, sorry, I have to go. I don't know if you heard the radio, but they called me back on. And it's uh, just a really interesting conversation. Really tough. Not, not a super tough listen, but it gives you a good perspective on how it can be on the front line of a war today. So maybe not for everybody, but if you are curious, it's a good listen. Okay. Okay. Cool. So my focus of the week is uh, it's going to be a little bit lighter. It's called Good, Good Utopia. It's a TV show on Amazon Prime. Um, it's been been there for a while because the show is from 2020. Uh, but I, I didn't have the chance to watch it before because I was I was busy and, and catching up on other stuff that I wanted to watch. Um, it has pretty much nothing to do <laughs> with what's what happened in the world for the past two years, but it's also very close to what happened uh, in the world for the past two years. Um, I don't know how to describe it because it's it's very different from. All the TV shows that I've watched the past five years, brilliant actors I need. Uh, the the it's it's about a comic with hidden messages in it and a group of okay. five young adults being obsessed by this comic in order a to. No, no, no. Uh, uh, comic strip. Comic strip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and they they know that something is encoded in it, and they they form an, alli- an alliance to just uh, help each other to 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 and decode it and to to find what it is about, and it, that's that's how it starts, and it leads to some crazy stuff. It's a bit violent, so if you are be easily scared by uh, blood and and people being killed. Don't watch it. But it's a great show. Very different. Uh, very well made. All the comedians are absolutely brilliant. Um, super interesting. I I was really surprised. Uh, and and yeah, it's great. It's so yeah, Utopia on Amazon Prime. And it's a miniseries. Yeah, like it's only the one season. No, it's it the the it was the first season. Hopefully, there will be a second one because the flick okay. cliffhanger at the end is is kind of ah, I want more. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's really good. That. It's really good. Really, really good. Nice. Did you find something, Jan? Oh yeah, I rem- <laughs> actually remembered something. Um, I'm well. I'm the thing is, I'm not watching a lot of new stuff these days. And I'm not really into TV series. Like I still have to catch up on all the Star Wars stuff and all of that. Uh, no, what I've been actually looking or watching lately is um, this is something that is kind of like in the feel good zone. And it, oh, it did. How do you say that? I don't even know how to explain it correctly. So I'm just gonna go with it. It's uh, Matthew Stern or Mathieu Stern. I think he's a French guy out of Paris. And what he does is he has a favor for vintage lenses. 
and I'm a freaking gearhead. So I love that. And what he does, he adapts them to modern cameras. And he just plays around with all sorts of like crazy lenses, different adapters, different ways to apply them to cameras, to pictures. Uh, he did something where he, um, I believe, shot, like did a film and he gave it to someone or basically he shot pictures with it. And then he took the film and gave it to another guy to also put it in the camera and shoot over the pictures that, uh, without telling him. So you got different yeah um double exposure like double exposure yeah you get you get different pictures going over it it's it's fantastic like um and you know like he's a gearhead you see it by him he has a love for photography uh crazy lenses good ideas of being a little bit more creative and shooting videos so highly recommended to watch him and you can go through his whole backlog i i think i don't know how many videos he has i think at, at least 50 or 60 and you can just go back and watch all of them they're like they're gold like they're just every single one is really well made and you can feel the love for photography and uh yeah nice even on his homepage, he has like a lens museum that he calls it where he like posts all the different lenses he shoots with and when you click at it you see image um like examples of it so if you're looking for vintage lenses for your camera to get a different look or like a a specific look you can go through that and just watch it shows you what this lens will do Exactly. Ooh, yeah, pretty much. That's nice. Nice. Uh, you need to send me a link because I can't spell French. No problem. Neither can I. It's... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's more, Ma- more of a problem. Ma- 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 <laughs> it's, 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 it's probably Mathieu. Mathieu. M-A-T-H-I-E-U. Mathieu, yeah. Mathieu, yeah. Mathieu is done. I, I have one last thing that I forgot mm-hmm. to mention up front. Yeah. Uh, I taught my first swing dancing class Ooh. on Thursday. Oh, how was it? That was fun. Uh, I mean, I was super stressed because I came straight from the job site and basically had to run through the shower and get out there. And uh, But it was great. I had, I think we were 20 students or 20 people showed up. I was supposed to do an hour's course and then be around for an hour's social dancing. Uh, we ended up, they wanted two hours, of course, and then we had two hours of social dancing afterwards. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that you were making that picture. It's like just the dancing. I think that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and that was uh, good. Yeah, no, that was great. It's it was interesting to to figure out how to teach people West Coast, especially both both people who have never danced before and people who had danced a lot of another thing, uh-huh. and sort of give them the right information and try to make as many people as possible understand sort of the key premise of making West Coast work. Uh, but it was fun. It was great fun. Cool. And I hope at least some of them will still be dancing West Coast soon. They will. Good for you. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have one last thing. Yeah. Guys, it's only a few more weeks. Make your central. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming closer and it's coming closer so fast. Three weeks and a bit. Oh, yeah. damn. By the time this video releases, about pretty much three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So much to do until then. I have to do my yeah. my Jenga blog. Oh, Jenga blog! Yeah. Shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! This is this this I'm, is like I'm, the, I'm this is like the fools who tool treasure trade all over again. <laughs> oh, this I just ordered steel for mine. So nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I'm I have the idea of what I'm 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 gonna do, but yeah, I still have to to check if it's doable. 
So yeah, yeah I, we'll I figure it out. I will. I will find a backup idea anyway. Uh, if everything goes wrong, I'm just gonna take all the trash that's laying around here in my workshop and just like, <laughs> put, like put it in a form, pour resin <laughs> over it, and just put yeah. it over the grinding block till it has the shape. And it's like <laughs> that'll do. We, we don't we don't yeah. have any last 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 bits. No, we're done. I think. No. Then, if any of you good listeners want to reach out to us, you can find us collectively at Two Thirds Focused on any of the mostly social things. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmeer.no. And they, there are spots available, I believe, on blacksmithing courses in a couple of days or a week when this drops. And you can find me at Redsmith of the Redsmiths everywhere. And you can find me at nerdinventor.com or the Nerd Inventor on the normal social medias. Yeah, that's basically it. Good. And check out the two thirds focused Insta for like pictures of stuff we usually talk about on the show. Yep. Please do. And bye. 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 bye.